1: I am funny when we aren't recording. I don't know if you know that. Um, <laughs> Come on!
0: <laughs> no, you're very
1: funny. I don't just save it all. Don't patronize me. I don't <laughs> just save it all week in a bottle and then just open it up. Well, I mean, you know
0: what? I I would believe that because the goofs that you bring to this space are just so good. You know, it's like, oh man, she must have been honing these her craft.
1: I gotta go. <laughs> For days. My mom calls. She says I have to go home. <laughs> she may be bullied. <laughs> I gotta
0: go home. Listen, what is the point of this podcast if we can't cyberbully each
1: other a little bit? Honestly, that's fair. Just a little bit. Not like mean bullying. Just enough though. Yeah. Just to like really check our egos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, sometimes we come in too hot. And, and we, we just kind of,
0: like, really humble ourselves.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like anyone that puts their content out onto the internet really just needs to have a vibe check. in mind. <laughs> Yeah, so we need yeah. to just cut each other down a little bit. Yeah. I agree. Welcome to Into the Twilight. Welcome. Your virtual ego check. Yes. Leave it at the door. Yeah, Jasper. get it out of here. Jasper will hold on to it for you. <laughs> yeah. He'll put on the coat rack. Yep, yeah. he's also the coat rack. Don't, <laughs> yeah. don't worry about it. Just lay it on his arms, his outstretched arms. <laughs> that would be so fucking terrifying if you just walked into someone's party and you just, like, threw your coat on what you thought was a coat hanger and it was just a person. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that a, first of all, isn't that
0: effectively what a scarecrow is? Like, it's <laughs> just some dude, that. some dude in a fucking field vibing. But also, I, uh, if I remember correctly, there's a moment in you. Yes. Where Joe, like, throws his coat, like, on the stovetop when he goes to, like, Love's house or
1: something. <laughs> he does. Like a yes. fucking barbarian. That's so germy, first of all. Like, what. And what, out of all the pieces of furniture,
0: if you were going to recklessly toss your stuff on, which is already rude, the stovetop?
1: Yeah, I don't even consider a stovetop furniture. Right. like that's <laughs> yeah. Somehow that crosses like a boundary. Yeah. If someone did that, I would make them leave my apartment immediately.
0: <laughs> it's like, actually,
1: you have to go. I have done a vibe check, and you have failed, you must leave. Yeah, that is effectively like him shitting in my shoes. Like, (laughs) please don't. And also, like, what a fire risk, Joseph. Yeah, fire hazard, for sure. Because knowing him, he would want to, like, start making out with love against the stovetop. And if it's, like, a gas one, those shit can, like, turn on with just a smack of the hand. It's true. It's true. (laughs) Hello? Ah. I really am coming in hot today. I've got a lot of feelings. Cody, how are you doing today? I'm... uh... Doing great, yeah.
0: Okay, but listen, I'm doing terribly for every other reason, but I'm doing great for this one specific reason. (laughs) (laughs) It is this tailored ad I got on Instagram today. Yeah, I've never felt so seen. Yeah, so heard, (laughs) so understood by like an algorithmic corporate identity. They really got you this time. Really, yeah, it really got me. I was like, I'm listening. Um, and I'm not going to say the brand because they're not paying us. Yeah, fuck them. Fuck that. But it's a- apparently a gel pen company or some sort of
1: pen company. And listen, it's not the one you're thinking of. No,
0: it really isn't. <laughs> it's not like, No goose. Um, but the thing that, that makes this ad so <laughs> spectacular, so umami fresh, is <laughs> the There's four pens, and they're all just being hoisted by tiny, colorful crabs. It's so powerful. On a beach somewhere. Just hold it up with their tiny little arms. (laughs) Just like, buy my pen. Just like bench pressing some pens,
1: dude. They're so strong,
0: first of all. Yeah, I'm proud of them. I will buy all of these pens for them. (laughs)
1: They made them themselves. They're handcrafted. Yeah, Yeah, it's artisanal, you know? There's one, I I could talk about this advertisement for the rest of my life because (laughs) I can't tell if it's like an M&M's thing where like they are the pens. Sure. Because that's terrifying, right? (laughs) Like do the pens hurt because they're like crab-like? Are they like the pens in that they're strong? I have a lot of questions. Or are they like the pens in that they're like, hi, I made this pen. Buy it from me. It's artisanal. Yeah. Or (laughs) haunting thing. Are these crabs going to hold these pens up with their little claws for forever (laughs) until you stretch out your adult hand and buy this pen from them? (laughs) They're trapped. They're an eternal curse. They're like, please, (laughs) you have to reach through the screen. Save me by buying this pen
0: my tiny claws
1: will break <laughs> if you I, don't come soon. The, anyway, I love it and I'm so glad that you brought it into the space today. Thank you. Of course. It's an honor and a pleasure. Yeah. And I would be very interested in working with this brand because <laughs> this is the kind of shit they're bringing to the space. I'm interested. Yeah.
0: How are you, my dude? What is your um, happy thing?
1: I'm, you know, mmm, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm, you know, my last two brain cells are really just...
0: They're trying real hard. They're trying.
1: (laughs) I don't know that they're succeeding, but they really are trying. Yeah. However, I do have something, my happy thing that I'm bringing to the space today to kind of help guide our discussions forever and also always, um, is that this weekend I watched for the first time and also completely caught up on a show called Search Party. Yes. And I did not know of the show until Chris introduced it to me and now I am obsessed with it. <laughs> I love that. So uh, primarily because of its like titular actress <laughs> um who plays the, the character Dory Seif and I am obsessed. Apparently the actress I think it's Aaliyah, if I Yeah. I'm, okay. Aaliyah um,
0: Shakwat?
1: Yes. Something. Apparently she's known for being in other things. Yes. Um things that I am not familiar with. Like <laughs> I have not seen Arrested Development. Um uh-huh. though that is on my list. Because I all of my favorite bits in literal life are from Arrested Development. Um of like the it's a banana, how much could it cost? And, like, yeah. there's this one, apparently, of, like, the older woman where someone dies or, like, someone gets hurt and the doctor says he's all right and then the woman gets, like, vitrally angry. All of my favorite bits are from the show. But anyways, the the actress that plays Dirty Steve of Aaliyah in the second season acts, and has the same mannerisms that Kristen Stewart does in Twilight. It is uncanny yeah. to me. Um, anyways, I love her, and she's perfect, and I love that show.
0: Yeah. Do you want to know another fun fact about her uh, in the Twilight vein? Uh, she is in The Runaways with K-Stew. No, stop. Yeah, she's, like, in the band.
1: Can we watch <laughs> Have you not seen The Runaways? No! (laughs) Allie! I, listen, I I haven't, I don't- This on Pride? (laughs) I'm just just saying, I think that we should watch The Runaways as a bonus Jonas for Pride. In our holy month, (laughs) you're gonna do this? This scandal? I'm, listen. Oh my god, you're, you're literally gonna explode. I, I, there's, I can't wait to die. (laughs) You're going to see Casey in a mullet. I know. In a mullet. In a Joan Dead mullet. I can't wait to die.
0: Yeah, it's great. And Michael Shannon is the most unhinged he's
1: ever been in that movie for some reason. I didn't know Michael Shannon's in it. I'm going to go watch it literally right now. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh my god, that's literally our next bonus show. Like, I can't believe you
1: haven't seen it. No oh my god we are averting this crisis oh my god okay watching the second season of search party was i kept pausing it and looking over at chris and re making him rewind it and be like what do you notice about this scene who is she doing right now and he was like is she doing i do that Are you saying, like, are you trying to call me out right now? And I was like, no, Kristen does that. And he's like, I don't care. (laughs) Like, (laughs) but anyways, it was, it was great. And I'm obsessed with her and she's wonderful. So I need to stop talking about her. We do have some current events this week. Woo! The first one is specific to Twilight. It's been a minute. I feel like since we have talked about just some Twilight news, just back yeah, to basics. Some... This feels right in my soul. I don't know why, but it feels right in my soul that we have talked about Jamie Lynn and Britney Spears on this podcast before.
0: I I wanna believe you, but I'm really not remembering this connection.
1: I mean, it's only been three and a half years, so, like, who's to say? Right, you fair know? Enough. I forget everything I've ever said on this podcast, so who knows? I forget everything I've ever said
0: in Period. general. Period.
1: <laughs> <So. laughs> yeah. But we have an article here from Teen Vogue that was written by Jessica Castillo, and it is, Imagine Twilight, but Jamie Lynn Spears plays Bella Swan, which obviously caught my attention. <laughs> yeah. um, now... I know this is a visual space, and that is, that is why every week I bring visual things to this space. <laughs> yeah. Now, Cody would disagree. Cody would say that this is an audio media. <laughs> uh-huh. I would. And, I would go so far as to say that. And that's why you're listening to us and not seeing us. However... So, the two photos, and I think this is just pretty normal with Teen Vogue that they just have like two huge ass photos. (laughs) Yeah, side to side. Could you explain these photos for me, please? Oh, God. Okay.
0: One is a very sweet looking Jamie Lynn Spears. Yes. Just doe eyed, full of life. You love to see it.
1: Would you call those eyes doe eyed? They look like a cry for help for me. Okay. I. Yeah, she maybe looks a little pained behind the eyes. That's she's giving a Stephanie Meyer smile right there. <laughs> oh, the smile certainly yes. <laughs> that lip, very Meyer. Y'all don't need to see this photo to know what kind of <laughs> smile she's giving off when we say a Stephanie Meyer right. smile. You know, you know a
0: classic Stephanie Meyer smile when you see one. It's true. Um, and then juxtaposed with that beautiful photo is one where. <laughs> Fucking Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart look, blazed out of their fucking gourds. They're
1: so high right now. <laughs> they're at some sort of premiere. Uh, one could even say Twilight. One could say the Twilight. Premiere. <laughs> Given
0: the background is uh, of Twilight, it could have been a tangential event. I don't know. I don't know. It's true. So they're at the Twilight premiere. <laughs> stony baloney i can't see their irises <laughs> their eyes are black
1: <laughs> they and they just look like it's threatening almost it is it's it's they look more like vampires here than they ever have before <laughs> yes absolutely
0: and especially like kristen's got this like black like coat cape situation going on and, and robbers in a full tux like it's a very weird vibes <laughs> And there's such a stark flash because it was 2009 and that's just how we did photos then.
1: <laughs> it's true.
0: And it's haunting.
1: It every stereotype and like every cartoon of Casey and Robert at this time, yeah, that you would see would make them out to look like this. Yes. Like, you never saw photos of them actually look like this. (laughs) And so to see one is, it honestly looks fake, because it's like, there's no way that they actually look like this. There's no way that Robert's mouth was open just enough that you can just see his canines. And so he actually looks like a vampire. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous.
0: I, they would suck my blood right now if they jumped onto the screen.
1: (laughs) And honestly, folks, i will let them. (laughs) <laughs> I'm fine. Ladies <laughs> That's pride, folks. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs>
0: yeah, if bisexuality is not just letting two hotties suck your blood. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they need it more. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm doing them a service, okay? If they're doing it, they obviously need it more. <laughs> so this article though. Yes. The main thing. The main reason why this was written is that our good fr- friend of the show, Maria Menounos, um has a YouTube show. And I thought, hmm, weird. Um, I thought she also had a podcast and she was also like just the woman that's in front of the movies. Yeah. Um, apparently she has it all. But the main thing is apparently one of the discussions during her YouTube show was the idea that hit of Zoe 101 read the script of Twilight during this time. Which, you know, doesn't surprise me, I guess. Like, she's blonde. (laughs) Like, this was pop, I mean, Jamie Lynn Spears was still popular during this time, so Yeah. It doesn't surprise me, but I can't imagine her as a lead. I feel like if anything, she would have been a Rosalie Jessica character. All right, So, our next piece of news is one that is incredibly near and dear to my heart, and it makes me very excited for this summer. Yes. This past week, we got news officially of who would be reading the audiobook for Midnight Sun. Point, point, point. And it is a friend of Stephanie Meyer and fellow, like, realm of the supernatural space um jake abel and for any of you who are like who is this man (laughs) um that's a great question so if you are at all familiar with the host or have seen the host before um jake abel um was part of the film adaptation for the host um he played ian in that. Wow. Um, it was much, that was a long time ago, (laughs) many moons. Um, and so I feel like that is where obviously like Stephanie Meyer got her, I don't know, set her eyes on Jake Abel.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I obviously knew Jake Abel from that, but he is more well known to me from acting in Supernatural. And so I think he is well-known for having quite a, like, deep-ish voice. Not, like, super deep, but, like... Deeper, not yeah. Deeper than Robert. Um, yeah. And so I'm very interested to see how this is in the story. Like, it's definitely gonna change the interpretation. So I'm curious, to yeah, say the least. totally. And it's just more information than we had before, which is good to know.
0: We love just news
1: we do we love a good news actual <laughs> current events we love that rather than just like a listicle of yeah. <laughs> twilight things that we didn't know aka we we know them right we know all of them because we know everything <laughs> we're we know at this point we got it <laughs> all right we have three chapters
0: this oh week. boy
1: and they are um they're doozy
0: yeah hoot and a half
1: they they are they are really a hoot and a half um when we left off last week there was a lot of talk about taco bell yeah and i missed that <laughs> when i was reading this week
0: yeah oh to be just blissfully in a taco bell
1: there weren't a lot of guys just being dudes this week yeah and i can't believe that, but I I miss I miss that space. So when we left off last time, love had went to Arizona to go take care of her charity. And great. (laughs) Love a working woman. Um, and Joe was babysitting 40. And during this time he was just like blazed out of his mind. There was just there was a woman there while he was like I don't remember where he was at if he was just like on the beach I think he was I think so I think he was just like on the beach near the aisles during this time and he met a woman named Monica and the way that she was initially described I thought that it was like Amy Adam undercover right yeah I was like it has to be um but it ended up not being her
0: Just some random girl.
1: (laughs) Just a fucking random girl. Just Monica. Just fucking Monica. Um, So when chapter 27 starts, um, or when chapter 26, rather, ended, um, Joseph was going to look after and, like, start talking to Monica. Um, But when chapter 27 starts, we find out that he's basically talking to her to kind of just, like, set up 40 with Monica yeah and that's why like when this happened I just assumed that it was supposed to be the Amy Adam like Candace person
0: yeah for sure
1: but it's literally not it's just no what he describes as like the most boring stereotype plain Jane yeah she's just a, a just a chill in italics kind yeah. of girl yeah yeah and there's something that he says at the beginning of chapter 27 where he's like, "As love says, you could punch her in the face and she would just keep smiling." Like, what the fuck is that? Like, w- what kind of a person is this? Is she a robot? Like, <laughs> a, who would just uh, let you? Monica doesn't
0: feel pain, so Monica <laughs> that's doesn't a fun feel fact. at all. Actually, me, and my robot girlfriend Monica. She's <laughs> super chill and has no emotions.
1: I think Monica's just a sex doll. Uh, in <laughs> she's indestructible. Um, and I love that, actually. She's just, a, she's just a robot.
0: Does she have a chip in her brain? Sure. Does it make her less of a
1: person? I don't think so. No, she's great. <laughs> a lot of the things that they, that Forty likes about her is that she's just, like, consistent. And mm. that she has an open mind during sex. Interesting. Um, so, great. Uh, a lot of the things that they seem to be doing as, like, two couples are just watching movies in the pool. Which is apparently a thing that you can do.
0: Sure. Why
1: not? (laughs) Yeah. And then Monica makes a very obvious thing. Um, actually, I think it was love. Yeah, it was love, because they were watching... A movie or something, and Love is like everyone. Shut up. <laughs> we're friends. You guys, you're Monica and Chandler, and oh. we're Rachel and Ross. Ugh. And I don't think that Love realizes what an absolute criticism of her relationship she just. Yeah. Said. Yeah. Like, did you? Do you not know, Joe? Do you know what she just said about you? Did you? <laughs> Do you know that she just called you Ross?
0: Yeah, I... I. You're gonna need some aloe vera for that supreme burn.
1: And you're gonna need aloe vera for what's gonna happen to you <laughs> the next day. <laughs> so, I think this was something that Joseph... I can't remember if he knew this about her before. He did. Because mm-hmm. he was looking at her phone, like, the first time that they met. And was, like, trying to figure out her history. But this comes up again, where like the days are getting shorter, the summer's ending and love is again becoming more and more obsessed with boots and puppies. Yes. And the way that Joseph seems to understand is that that those are two separate things. Because (laughs) she's ordering boots. Yes. And looking up puppies. Hmm. However. (laughs) During this time, also, it's important to keep in mind that Joseph's outside, as he seems to be doing every day, and Love reminds him, like, hey, sunscreen is important. We are in California. And he's like, right. mm, mm, I think I'm good.
0: Not sure I believe in that, actually.
1: Actually, I'm okay. And then, yeah. <laughs> similar to what happened to Joseph, I think, like, the first day in the television show, he gets burnt to, like, a fucking crisp. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, you can't fight the sun. That's not, and I know a lot of people want to. (laughs) I know if given the choice, a lot of people would fight the sun. Sure. Uh, You can't.
0: That's a losing battle, my friend.
1: It's called skin cancer. Yeah. It's, (laughs) please don't, just wear sunscreen. Thanks. So during this time, Joseph is like, just laying down, he has like the sun sweats or something, he's like struggling. And Milo comes back. Milo Ventimiglia, everybody. And he's back. He's back. My favorite boy. And he says, I have fantastic news. And it is that apparently he wrote a script and sold it. And the, <laughs> the script is called Boots and Puppies. Nice. Yes genius. It's yes. And so during all of this time, that is what love had been looking up is this fantastic this art <laughs> called Boots and Puppies. Cinema, truly. This it's going to it's going to blow people away at Sundance.
0: Produced by Martin Scorsese.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep. And described Described by both Milo and Barry Stein as the big chill, only in this case, the dead body is sort of us, you know, as a society. Yeah. Which makes me want to die. <laughs> so during this time, Joe is like pretending like he doesn't have sun sickness and keeps like trying to stand up and be like super macho and cool. But he's just actual leather at this point. <laughs> And it is incredibly embarrassing. Whereas Love is just like all over Milo, has no chill. Her too much gene is completely out of control.
0: Thank you, Carly Ray Jepson.
1: <laughs> yes, love that. And Love tries to like push Joseph up the stairs and into the bedroom so that he can go lay down. And so that she can continue this discussion about like how she's gonna be an actress and when they're gonna start shooting. And my favorite thing is when Joe's like, um, super happy for you. Right now, I just feel like I'm going to puke. And <laughs> love says, don't hate me, but it would be so great of you to not do that in the bathroom. This guy puked in my old bed once and the smell never really went away. Uh, <laughs> od- what? What? Is what? what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean?
0: Everyone here speaks in riddles.
1: <laughs> they're all bridge <rich laughs> trolls. They're like, all, yeah, for real. They're. I just don't... I don't understand. So, while Joseph is upstairs, just hearing this party go along downstairs, he decides that the best thing that can happen to him is if he looks up more information about Dr. Nikki and makes himself feel worse. Which... I want to criticize him for, but I've done this like, well, I already feel like shit, so <laughs> I listen, I get it.
0: Yeah, fair enough.
1: Um, and apparently, Dr. Nikki is trying to, like, appeal, and there is some um, information that, like, the authorities have tracked down all of his patients, except for one.
0: bum, bum.
1: And I forgot that uh, Joe had gone by Danny Fox, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which sounds like very a very
0: inconspicuous name.
1: name. <laughs> Hi, my name is Dan Fox. <laughs> I'm a real person. <laughs> I am definitely
0: not a criminal.
1: Definitely real.
0: I am here for therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind me. Just getting important resources that I need for my mental health.
1: I need to be a better person.
0: Definitely not trying to kill you and my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: keep you locked up.
0: Thank um,
1: you. So he's looking at this article, trying to figure out, like, what does Dr. Nicky know? What is he trying to put out into the universe right now? What is um, he
0: leaking to fortune and Reddit? Right,
1: exactly. And it seems like for right now that... Not too many people have figured it out because they're the article won't name who the last person is um, Mm. because of doctor patient confidentiality. However, in the comments, um, some person has said that um, they've named Joe's alias. So there's that. Um, Love eventually comes back up to see how Joe is doing he's at this point got vomited um and so he's like you know like i'm fine i guess how are you and love is like is it awful if i say i'm great and joseph of course is like really pissed off he says there's more kardashian in her voice whatever that means and he is convinced that their love has dissipated at this point it's over it's over Um, but she is insistent that he has to feel better by tomorrow because they are doing a tribute to Henderson, um, at the UCB because of course they
0: are. (sighs) we gotta remember our boy.
1: They, yep. And they have to do it at the UCB because anywhere else would be inappropriate.
0: We have to do improv for our fallen hero.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's the only
0: way he gets into heaven.
1: So, chapter 28 is, like, when things start to get a—they l- start to pop off a little bit. Yeah. Um, it starts with everyone is piled into the car, um, and for some reason, Joseph has insisted on driving to UCB. Um,
0: <laughs> he makes such a big deal about it. He's like, we are not getting a show chauffeur. I am going to drive.
1: And then he complains about it the entire <laughs> way there.
0: For real. It's like, why the fuck am I
1: driving? Like, you wanted this. He wanted he wanted to do it so badly, but then he complains that Monica sits in the passenger seat and then Love and Milo sit in the back seat and are talking about their movie the entire time. And all
0: of in- the <sighs> tunes are bad and I hate it here. <laughs>
1: And he's so annoyed because every time that he tries to talk and add to the conversation, Love and Milo are like, "Mm, yeah, anyway. (laughs) uh, And he's annoyed at Monica because she won't, I don't know, engage in conversation with him. She's busy doing her makeup and he's like, how dare she do her makeup? She does her makeup too much. We're just going to the UCB. How dare she he's just being pissy about everything.
0: Yeah. I mean, he
1: literally did not need to drive at That's all. It's
0: true. This was a non-issue. This didn't have to be a problem.
1: Yep. He and just, you made it a problem. He just wanted to make it a problem. Uh, and there's also a part of this, too, I... I can't remember where it happens in the conversation, but I think he starts to feel like nauseous from how much he's working himself up. So he decides to crack the window. And Love is like, Hey, um, actually, can you not? You're ruining my hair. And he's like, God damn it, all the women in this town are awful. <laughs> and huh? it's, nothing is nothing is good enough. For no. Is is essentially the problem here. and there's complications about parking there's nothing is good for this oh and then also like there's complications with the valet too um it's nothing nothing that he is doing is good for love and everything that he wants to do on his own is causing Like it's all upsetting for all of them now when they are finally, like, walking to the UCB, there are a lot more celebrity cameos because this is a Henderson's, like, not, like, memorial, but almost, like, awake, I guess. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> awake,
0: but set to the, the dulcet tones of Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. And yes. also every white improv comedian in the city. Yes. <laughs> Which sounds like my nightmare.
1: It sounds like my actual hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently everyone is there. They name as many people as they possibly can. Um, there's a lot of hugging with celebrities. Um, there's a lot of, like, the Seth Rogen types, I guess, sure. when they're yeah. outside. During all of this, it's becoming very clear to Joe that, um, he is not welcome, like, he sees, he sees Calvin, like, he sees a couple of his friends, and he feels like an outsider, even with his own group. Yes. Which, again, like, this is kind of a, an issue with himself, like, he's kind of creating this on his own, Mm -hmm. um, but still um when they finally get inside i don't think that from what i read of like when i understand of this he's not sitting with love right like he's sitting i think it's like either across the way or something but love and milo are sitting together and that makes him like pissed yeah um <laughs> uh, but it's it's all too much um there's some there's like he stays for just long enough to be able to see that there's some um, papers being passed around of a song um I think it's like coming up easy or something uh <laughs> it's something fucking awful, awesome, awful um but they're starting off with a, a tribute that Milo's coming up to do um Joe was pissed off that like love is exerting apparently all this effort for him um, and doing nothing for Joe and after apparently no time it seems like he decides to leave um, telling Monica that it's a nosebleed during this time and the end of the chapter being him sending uh, a text to love that he thinks is effectively just like calling off their relationship, being like, "Hey, uh, got a nosebleed, going to the pantry. Um, I miss you. I don't know what happened." Um, but he is effectively blaming this all on her and the fact that she is now an actress,
0: right? Like, what gives? Yep, this you is become this- a Hollywood sweetheart. Yep. And I let, I get nothing. I get nothing.
1: (laughs) Yep, this is all he wanted is to have a Hollywood actress as his girlfriend and for him to get all of the applause and attention. um, Right. But instead, it's all of Milo. So, chapter 25 was our last one for this week. And it is effectively Joe immediately deciding that because he's not getting attention from his girlfriend, he's just going to go fuck another woman. (laughs)
0: Like, so quickly, he's like, well, Delilah exists. Remember that? Remember her?
1: Remember Delilah, folks? Remember this person who,
0: last time we had any communication with each other, hated me?
1: And I think he also did, was it last time or the time before, I honestly can't remember, when he pooped in her toilet and didn't flush? (laughs) That that was the
0: time before. The time, last time, uh... He bailed on meeting her parents, mm, that's which is right, already you. a weird situation. But he, like, did other shit or whatever. But before that, he took a dump in her toilet and left. I hate him is the main I, thing. I cannot believe, and I know this is a different Delilah, but our TV Delilah would never let this fucking schmuck She continue. would have killed him at this Right, precisely. Like, the fact that he's still doing this and... She still just sucks his dick, whatever he wants. It's like Ugh. respect yourself maybe a little bit.
1: Right, exactly. And
0: your values and your worth.
1: Instead, he goes to the the nearby bar, the nearby club, yeah. where of course she's there. <laughs> and she says that it's because she's waiting for her boyfriend to be there. Who's to say if that's really true? <laughs> but it seems that way. Sure and instead the two of them go home together i am honestly curious he hasn't been back to his apartment in months (laughs) yeah has he been paying for his rent because he doesn't have a job anymore yeah i how is he still just there chilling i don't know he was on island time
0: for so long it felt like
1: I have to assume that the Quinns were giving him money yeah. because you can't just not have a job <laughs> and be paying rent. That's not how yeah. this works. No.
0: He's been sitting on that bookstore money, you know?
1: Oh, <laughs> well, I guess. Yeah. Maybe money in New York just really does work different in LA. The exchange rate's different.
0: It lasts <laughs> a lot longer.
1: The exchange rate's different. <laughs> um, but anyway, so he goes back to his apartment, um, and they, they fuck, folks. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Uh,
0: <laughs> I'm not gonna sugarcoat it, alright?
1: Uh, they fuck, and they order pizza.
0: Yeah.
1: And they have small talk. Delilah wants to get the hot goss on the Quinn mansion, yeah. And Joe's like, it's really not, I really don't want to talk about it, Delilah. And she's like, yeah, but like, just get, just tell me, though. But like,
0: can I get a little bit, though? Can, can I get a hint, like, though? One
1: thing? Can I just get a morsel, please? Just tell me about love. Like, what's she like, though? <laughs> and he's like, please don't. Like, I know
0: we just had sex, but also... Can you tell me everything about your ex-girlfriend? Or presumably ex-girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not even clear at this moment.
1: <laughs> and she starts to talk about, apparently, like, her boyfriend. Apparently he's legit famous, uh, is what Delilah says. And so it's not that Delilah's changed or grown over the summer by any means. Yeah. It's just that... You know, she's got someone famous now. That's why she left Joe alone. The fucking chapter ends on a little bit of a cliffhanger. And Joseph, as always, being incredibly bad at crime.
0: Yes. Lest you forget that he is just committing crimes throughout this, and that is the purpose of this.
1: Yeah, please don't please don't ever forget that, actually. <laughs> um, but the chapter ends with it saying that after they fall asleep, um, he wakes up at 5 a.m., um, But Delilah's not there and instead she's in the bathroom in her underwear um, and she has found Joe's pantry bag, um, the one that he had brought to Henderson's and she's just fucking going through it. And that is where the chapter ends. Love it. Just love a good cliffhanger, you know what I mean? So we will be picking up with that next week where i have to assume it is a series wrap folks on delilah
0: yeah well it's not looking good
1: it is not looking great uh but we have chapters 30 through 32 next week um where we will be passing the 50 percent threshold on hidden bodies oh
0: finally
1: i know jesus we are we are making strides finally we have some fantastic patrons to thank this week boing, boing, boing. with a incredibly cringy listicle uh, from ScreenRant. Oh, thank God. Uh, we used to have a ScreenRant corner, which feels wild. <laughs> I much prefer them to be sequestered to our Patreon space.
0: Yeah, it's a good time. It's a good partnership. It is. Would you like to start? Of course. Thank you. Shout out Maggie Quinn. Woohoo! Who's gonna be? Who's gonna be? Number three. Trying to be sexy.
1: Oh my god! <laughs> With I forgot
0: just Bella like leaning up against the fucking like Esme-esque doors, being like, "Hello,
1: hello, hello." <laughs> oh god it's so awkward okay um this we have katie weber next which first of all thank you katie weber (laughs) katie weber this one is not on this list but it's (laughs) just for you i feel like it it needed to be on this list and it is butt crack santa oh never forget butt crack santa i can't believe it's not on this list that was such (laughs) a weird moment (laughs) such a pivotal part Ugh. Uh, shout out Zoe Steele.
0: Who's gonna be when <laughs> Jacob tells Bella she's really hot when she's already on a date with
1: someone else <laughs> at the movie. Oh yeah,
0: number one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well Mike is just throwing up.
1: That's what Bella says that to him. Yeah. Yeah, oh my god. That's, uh, what a weird moment. Because remember, Mike comes out of the bathroom after having puked, and he's like, uh, um, hello. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> What's going on? I fucking, fuck that dude. Fuck yeah. Mike Newton. It's been a while, folks. <laughs> Never I couldn't get a though. hearty fuck Mike Newton in, just for <laughs> spirits. All right, shout out to Rebecca Cullen. Bye bye bye. Who's gonna be? <laughs> I can't, yeah number four uh yes (laughs) and we're just looking absolutely revolted by bella the first time he sees her yeah just those fucking owl wings folks it's beautiful a
0: renaissance painting i would say it really is yeah (laughs) shout out elizabeth swan was gonna be, I wouldn't call it this cringe, so it's a bit offensive, but number eight, the fight with Charlie.
1: <laughs> that's so disrespectful. <laughs> it's so
0: rude. That emotional turmoil that we went through.
1: That's acting, folks. Boiled down to cringe? Ugh, that's disrespectful. so Disrespectful. In fact, you know what? I'm gonna make an executive decision <laughs> that instead of this being the fight with Charlie, what this should actually be is the fight between Charlie and Billy Burke in the oh movie. Oh my god, ever. yeah. Because that's <laughs> so just, like, awkward. pushes Billy <laughs> <laughs> That's some weird-ass shit right yeah. there. Yeah,
0: oh my god, just guns blazing.
1: <laughs> that's some, like, Charlie using his cop power there that, like, he shouldn't have. You yeah, know what I mean? seriously,
0: abuse of power, alright? <laughs> Fuck.
1: Okay, all right, shout out to Amy Taylor. Boing, boing, boing. It's gonna be one of my all time favorites. Number nine. (laughs) This is an awkward, this is just comedy, folks. (laughs) Of when Quillaterra introduced himself for the first time. (laughs) oh my god this is this list is messed up yeah
0: (laughs) that's bringing all nothing has really brought like the visceral visceral memories back from watching this than this article i feel like
1: it's so real like
0: it's really like sense memory
1: yeah i agree
0: shut up mulch gray
1: oh my god hello mulch
0: mulch (laughs) our king our monarch we'd love to see it honestly there's gonna be number 10 every time they kiss anyone okay. kisses
1: honestly it, yeah because it says it does say every single kiss scene and like I would even argue that like every single time that Alice and Jasper kiss <laughs> I cringe and I love like that ship is my yeah. ship but every they're my time babies I, in the movies that they kiss I want to die <laughs> <laughs> how how are they so bad at it how do they have no chemistry at all? <laughs> okay, uh, shout out to Kelly Beck. Who is gonna be okay, this one actually does give me some awkward feelings. Is number six, which is Jessica and Emmett's wedding speeches. Oh god. <laughs> when fucking Emmett talks about the sex and <coughs> Jessica calls Edward the hair. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They're so beautiful. Protect their brains. <laughs> protect their soft brains
0: their <laughs> soft smooth brains <laughs> <laughs> oh shout out taylor brown town
1: partner oh truly the marines who's so,
0: gotta be a good jacob black one number seven
1: yes bella punching the
0: shit out of jacob
1: <laughs> again i don't know that this is cringeworthy so much as this is just like
0: Right. Powerful. It's, right. Powerful, strong, we love to see it. The only reason that they, like, quantify this as cringe is because they're like, well, Bella's just a mere human. She's mortal, so, like, pff, what's that gonna do? It's like, I mean, she still, like, decked him.
1: The only cringeworthy thing in that scene is the wig. Yes. <laughs> Let's talk about it. <laughs> Let's talk about the wig, honestly. Okay. Also, this
0: photo's so cursed. <laughs> it's just, like, a frame-by-frame screen grab at the... It's awful. It looks horrendous.
1: Why is Taylor Lautner's neck so thick? <laughs> I don't want to talk about. Why it. does he have two necks as one neck?
0: <laughs> he's a tank. He's a he's, large bulky.
1: He's so fucking hot. It's disrespectful. <laughs> <damn> okay. It. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Aaron Salinger, wait, who's just a soft wait, <laughs> uh <laughs> Okay. So here's the thing. This one, this one is supposed to be, I, okay, uh, fuck this list, first of all, I should have read this list. Yeah. Okay, so, this one, (laughs) all right, the one that's originally on here, Erin, I'll just say, is supposed to be when Bella gets, like, really upset in the end of Twilight, when she's like, you can't leave me, but I don't think that that's cringeworthy, I think that that's acting. So, instead- Academy Award! (laughs) Instead- I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say when fucking, uh, Renee is having that, like, really emotional moment with her, like, right before this, but you're (laughs) Edward just sleeping in the chair, but, like, not really sleeping. Yeah, I love it. Just in that hoodie, just chilling.
0: Yeah, just (laughs) vibing. Oh, shout out Sophia
1: Salinger. Yes, Hello.
0: Who's gonna be number two the first time they have sex, which
1: Honestly. again,
0: we not cringy. there's so many other like moments of intimacy between them that are like ridiculous. yeah, I do love that they describe it though that are like this was a big deal in the toilet franchise, but it still made friends shake their head in embarrassment watching it unfold.
1: <laughs> I mean this who was your the- source? who? Yeah, cite your sources, first of all. (laughs) Um, I mean, I would say, if anything, like, from the screen grab, Robert's arm looks like a bowling pin. That's kind (laughs) of (laughs) funny. But, I don't know. I mean, you could just be the cracked headboard, because every time I do see that, I do kind of cringe a little bit. Yeah.
0: Understandable.
1: But, you know, Whatever. Um, can you what is the most cringeworthy scene from the Twilight saga?
0: Oh god.
1: <sighs> Cause every time that I think about cringeworthy moments, it's yeah. every time like every time that I watch Twilight and Eric runs at Bella with that <laughs> fucking kelp. <laughs> it kills me. It kills yeah. me.
0: Yeah. I feel like every Mike Newton interaction is real bad
1: they're all bad they're all bad just um, replace every time that he talks with a dolphin <laughs> like please
0: that's the director's cut i
1: need <laughs> if someone could make that for me honest to god that would be you would be a true ally for pride
0: you <laughs> would be immortalized in the end of the twilight hall of fame
1: i will say your name at the end of every episode whether you <laughs> okay or not We'd make a
0: bust out of you and just, at the altar,
1: <laughs> Truly. pay our respects. Uh, speaking of pay our respects, I need to thank Taylor Browntown Lautner for sending yet another fanfiction. Just banger after banger. Now, I do have to say that this one she did not write. Okay. However, this is the note that was sent over. Hi, pals. I started reading one of my old fanfictions and became too uncomfortable with the amount of cringe it brought back. Even though it was written eleven years ago. So maybe I'll revisit that next week. But at the risk of making Allie look for a fanfiction. <laughs> this is how Breaking Dawn should have ended. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk.
0: Ooh, striking I, words.
1: I, it, true like you have my attention. <coughs> and I just wanna say that that is how you participate in this space. Don't make me look for a fanfiction. Yeah, fan. that's how
0: you be an ally to Allie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Truly. Um, don't make
0: her go into the fucking cursed abyss.
1: Truly. The title. So I was recommended by Taylor to just read a section from chapter five of this fan fiction. Um, the title of this fan fiction, though, is Twilight Twilight. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> the tag. Ta- I don't have a summary for this story, but the tags for it. I just want to read to you really quick because I feel like that will give you enough of a summary for this. The tags for this are very au gay bella being mean to jacob overprotective edward awkward imprinting pining angst fluff seizures so there you go this is a bit from chapter five titled did i say the author i don't think i did this is hesitant this is by hesitantly hipster alien got it okay um so this is from Chapter 5, Unintended Consequences. And again, this is how a Breaking Dawn should have ended, which I agree with. <laughs> okay. As Jake thought about it, that did kind of make sense. During the feverish haze of those first few nights after he was brought to the Cullens, Edward had stayed with him fairly consistently, talking soothingly and waking him when the nightmares reared their gruesome heads again. What didn't quite make sense to him, though, was that imprints generally stemmed from a form of attraction, be it romantic, platonic, sexual, whatever. In Renesmee's case, it had been platonic. He wanted her safe, happy, and protected. The only imprints that ever caused panic attacks when the wolf and who they imprinted on were separated, however, were, were romantic. And in his and Edward's case, that wouldn't make any sense unless... You're in love with me. Edward finished Jacob's thought aloud. At first, Jacob scoffed. So what? Now I'm the slut who falls for a married man? I mean... The humor slid from his expression as things started to click. Why was he so comfortable with Edward? Why the touches were so calming to him? Why he was happy to just fall asleep in Edward's arms? And as it all came into place, Jacob realized just how deep he was. Shit. Almost immediately, as worry crossed into Jacob's thoughts edwards set a hand on his forearm if it's any consolation it's not one-sided what jake couldn't help the deadpan confusion in his tone jasper just grinned edwards played for both teams since the days people weren't supposed to talk about it unless they wanted to get burned at the stake or shot he said standing and you're kind of his type tall dark hair brooding with just enough bravado and cockiness to make you not the guy to pick a fight with and scene.
0: Damn. i <laughs> We love to see it. We
1: love to see
0: it. <sighs> what I would also, give.
1: Also, also, <laughs> Jasper, just described my type. My type. Tit- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love a tall, dark hair brooding with just enough bravado and cockiness. <laughs> like, hello?
0: Yeah. Hello.
1: My type. <laughs> I oh. it's not very often that we get a fanfiction where I'm like, I could I might I might just save that
0: <laughs> <laughs> I might just go back to it. I whenever think
1: I might read fanfiction.
0: <laughs> Hello. The tides are changing.
1: <laughs> Honestly, listen, we all need something to escape every once in a while, you know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> so I get it. Um, Thank you, Taylor Browntown, for the link. For your service, always. Um, Send more forever and always. (laughs) Um, Well, that was great. Um, It's nice to not end on trash. I don't know. (laughs) That doesn't (laughs) always happen.
0: Yeah, it's a rare occurrence.
1: All right, well, as we say in Forks... Get bit! Get whipped! Woo! Woo Woohoo
0: Into the Twilight is an Earbud Media production. Our theme music is by Eli Krauss, and our artwork is by Maddie Padilla. Follow the show on Twitter at Into the Twilight and support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash IntoTheTwilight. Send us an email or a fanfiction at intothetwilightshow at gmail.com. You can find Allie at Into Wild Places and me at Cody Curl. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone.